Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. It's Friday at 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy, live streaming and live here at the beautiful sprawling studios at 21st and Florida. Uh, hi, I'm your host, uh, Pam Benjamin, and we're going to jump into it. And I knew, I absolutely knew that when Kelly and Denise signed up like one and two, that there was no way they were going to make it on time. And then Dan was like, are there, Dan, are you here yet? And then I thought, well, Dan will be here and he'll be like, I have to go to this other show. And then I was going to have him go first. But then Lauren, you got to bump at any time you want. So do you want to, you just look, you just give me a look and wave at me whenever you want to go up and be like, Hey, it's my turn. And I'll be like, okay. And, uh, and yay. So that's what happens today. And, um, Lord of the Zings is after this and that's great. And I guess, um, Slate is having, having show up to go up. So just for everyone to know, there you go. And, uh, our first comedian just came out of the bathroom. Everybody put your hands together. It's Wally Ippolito. Yay. She came out of the green. Uh, hello. Oh. Just came out of the green room, y'all. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Um, happy Friday, guys. How y'all doing today? Did you guys have a good day so far? Yeah, did you guys work out today? Shit, I, I, I went running around Lake Merced, and, you know, I was about halfway through when all of a sudden something dropped down in my stomach, and there was no bathroom in sight. So, you know, I, I almost had a shitty day. I'll say that. I'll say that. All right. It's going to get a lot darker from here, okay? Cool. Um, I recently read that California is the 48th least desirable state to live in. Yeah, that's crazy, right? You guys want to know the first? Wyoming. That's fucking crazy. Where there's 50 people living there. And one of them being Kanye West. Yeah, Imagine being Kanye West's neighbor, you know? Like, you could count me out of that shit. Like, I... Aside from all the shit he's been saying lately, that mo- that motherfucker is batshit crazy. Like, I don't know if I can live with that man as my next door neighbor. Like, I can live with the crackhead asking me for a dollar every day, but I can't live with rich crazy people. Cause as soon as he has a mental breakdown, guess who he's fucking looking at and gonna terrorize me. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Uh, but at least they're not. At least they're not. Uh, we're not Georgia, right? You know, Georgia is about to elect a dude who uh who thinks he, his CTE was healed by the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah, Junior Seau said the same thing. Oh. <laughs> Pam, I'm glad you got that reference. Thank you. <laughs> but no, you know, I... You know, uh, Atlanta's going to do pretty well for itself, am I right, guys? Between, like, Stacey Abrams and Herschel Walker, they're building, like, a really good offensive line for Marcus Mariota. That's what's up. Uh, I read about, you know, do you guys think the pandemic is over? Kind of, right? I mean, it's really whatever now, right? Uh, I recently read on a, on a website that COVID, in California, they have 10 million cases in California going, this is by age, and they have 6,666 missing cases. What the fuck happened to all those cases, guys? Like, that's not a good thing. Like, the number alone is very telling of, like, what, we need to get a lockdown on this shit. Okay, like, okay, that wasn't the most, 
special. Uh, I think inclu inclusion is really important, but sometimes it could go a little bit too far, am I right? Uh, like the other week, I read a story about a, a special needs kid drive, right, uh, flying a commercial airplane. See, that's where he goes a little bit too far, you know? Like if I, you know, he was flying a, a night, he flew at night. Like if I get on, if I board a plane and I hear Gilbert Grape's little brother on the intercom, count me the fuck out. You know, I'm all about inclusion and fulfilling your dreams, but not during a red eye, am I right, guys? Like, I want to wake up from my dreams and, like, be able to get off the plane. Cool, that's what's up. Um, I'm not very religious, uh, which is not common with Filipinos, uh, but I have a theory that, you know, they say Jesus was a black or brown man, and I agree, but I definitely believe uh, God was a white dude. Yeah, because uh, no other race flexes that hard about killing their kid and wants praise for it. And uh, yeah, that's my time, guys. You guys have been great. I've been Wally Hippolito. Wally Hippolito, everyone. Hooray! Yeah, God does kind of hard flex. Like, why do you have to? Why do you have to impregnate a fourteen-year-old girl? Like, hey. Um, no, of course not. Did you want to just run up on stage, or Lauren? You look like you're dressed unless. Is I mean, it's you. Yeah. All right. Put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Hello. Woo! Nice pumpkin near Pam. It's a it's a weird color though. It's green and white. It's like it's not an orange pumpkin, but whatever. It's a pumpkin. Um, okay, uh, I was thinking about this. Isn't it a shame that gonna has replaced going to in our vernacular? That's fucked up. Gonna, wanna, can't, have to, shoulda, coulda, woulda. We've become a nation of lazy fucks. And I personally am repulsed by it. And you should be too. All right, there's more coming on that one. We'll work on it. I've been thinking a lot about death. And I'm wondering, like, when it's going to come. And I have played this little game with myself that you may or may not find endearing. I myself find it perplexing. But here's the game. I see an ambulance, one of the city ambulances, with the numbers on the side. And when it, I pass by or I pass it, I look at the number and I think to myself, that's the age I'm going to be when I die. And sometimes it's less than, I mean, that's adorable, right? Not morbid at all. Sometimes it's less than I am now. Like it'll be 53 or 34 number. And then it's the number of days that I have left. But when it's a number like 86 or 68, it's like, okay, tick-tock. That's what I'm thinking. There's a purpose to this game, and that's tick-tock. Because it makes me be more aware of what's happening in the moment and what I'm doing now. And I say to you, do you think about that? Do you have, do you think about what you're doing now? And yeah, I'm seeing head shaking or no shaking and somewhat. Okay, cool. <laughs> I got it. I, I want to work with that and have it be like a, um, an interaction with people, but I'm not quite sure what to ask because nobody, uh, I don't know. All right. 
Um, also thinking about how we talk. It's pretty amazing when you think about it that you get an impulse, a desire to share something, to communicate to someone else. And the thought comes in your head and it comes out of your mouth and it flows out in the form of words and then communication has taken place. But the fun part is when it doesn't take place, when it's, when it's miscommunication or misunderstanding, when you, what you say is they don't get it, like now. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Uh, we take it for granted, but it, the first person who tried to talk, it must have been pretty amazing when you think about it. Like the caveman who goes, oh God, uh, 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 and, and his friend goes back, uh, 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 and it punches him in the face. And that was the first war that ever happened. <laughs> Except, thank you, that we don't have a record of it because we didn't have any written communication then. And they didn't have a way to write it down and say, okay, that happened on this day, ugh, in whatever century to whatever fuck it. Okay, um, that's, I think that's all I wanted to work on now. Thank you very much. I, Lord Crown, everyone. Ugga bug bug. I don't know when it started this stuff. All right, your next, I forgot to tell everybody, they're just four minute sets. Um, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Lewis, yay! Thanks, everybody. I like it on the record that I was on time, even though I missed my spots, because Kelly and Denise are never on time, right? They sign up for every open mic and just literally never show up. That's what they... I'm sorry, but I love them, but that's what happens. Cool. Uh, did they still do... When I was growing up, they had these... They had Polish jokes. Do they still have Polish jokes? You guys, are you familiar with these? There's this type of joke... <laughs> Well, they actually have it. They actually have it in every in every culture. Like, for instance, Swedes have jokes about how dumb Norwegians are and stuff like that. And they have all these jokes around it all the time. And it's just they have it in every. We had it with Polish jokes when I was growing up. The idea being that all Polish people are stupid, uh, which is obviously not true. Some of them are Jews. Come on, exactly. Jews. I mean, look at. Okay, I just want to say, Josh, Lauren, at least two Jews here right now. Is that just two. Pam, really? You identify? Is that like a trans thing or something? You're trans-Jewish? Jewish. No, it's weird. Because, uh, you know, Jew, uh, Jews, like, in, as in terms of world population, is less than one half of 1% of the world population. It's only 13 million Jews on the entire earth, uh, which is amazing because I feel like I know half of them. It's crazy. I was looking up, what else are there 13 million of? Hunchbacks. I don't know a single hunchback for some reason. It's crazy. Anyway, guys, I like to voice text. And uh, the voice text app on my phone is racist. Uh, I noticed it won't voice text certain names, right? It won't voice text the name of my friend Devontre. Uh, because, you know, he's Chinese. Uh, anyway, no, I'm just joking. He's black. Um, <laughs> it won't voice text his name. It says Devon, like French couch, and tray, like dinner tray. And I got to correct it. I feel like that's racist. I realize it's because of the company that worked on the app. You know, like nobody with Devontre on his resume was probably hired to work on that app. And that's what's fucked up. And you'll notice this. It, it will voice text correctly certain names, more traditional names, like Ravi Nadampali or Dinesh Chandrasekharan. But yeah, it's racist. I was voice texting with Devontre, 
uh, who happens to be in the audience for this one. <laughs> I was voice texting with Devontre, and I sent him a text, said, women perpetually manufacture unnecessary problems. But what I had voice texted was, bitches be tripping. I think that's crazy. Speaking of, uh, speaking of race stuff, uh, no, it's interesting. There's, th there's this very risky thing. You know, if you're a white guy, you got to be really careful. You, you see, you see a, a friend who's black that you think you know him, uh, like an acquaintance of yours, you got to be really careful because if it's not the person you think it is, they, they will definitely tell you it's because you think all black people look alike, right? So you've got to be really careful. It incentivizes, it's just what the fucked up thing, it incentivizes the most considerate thing to do is to completely ignore the guy. Which I think is not a good situation. Um, that's bad. Right, let me get this one knocked out here. I'm dating a twin, you guys. Dating a, a, a woman who has a twin sister, uh, which has always been a little bit of a fantasy of mine. Uh, even though it's a fraternal twin sister, they were in separate embryos. They look nothing alike. Uh, but still, for like, for, it's still a fetish. For foreplay, sometimes I'll be like, "Let me see those birth certificates." Yeah. It you know it'd be weird to date an identical twin. It might be kind of handy actually because you got the plausible deniability, right? Like she's putting on jeans and she's like, "These make my ass look fat." You can be like, "They would make your sister's ass look fat." Also with sex, right? You have sex with her twin sister, her identical twin sister. Uh, you always have the plausible deniability. You're like, "How was I supposed to know, huh? What was I supposed to ask Emily?" Right? Come on, it ruins the mood. Uh. <laughs> Also, identical twins are clones. They have, I, they have identical DNA. So really, in a way, technically, is it even cheating? I don't know that it is. Uh, <laughs> okay. Great. Awesome, guys. Uh, that last, that's not going to work. I got to say something about having sex with a fraternal twin. But I can't uh, think of a punchline. So I'll think of it later. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Dan Lewis, everyone. Yay, I already forgot what I was going to say. I'm, I'm so high, you guys. This stuff I baked today is like, like confusingly. I'm like, where are we? Uh, your next comedian. Oh, I see him right in front of me. Put your hands together for Josh Gotsky. Yay. That is absolutely ridiculous. All black people do not look alike. Am I right, Charlie? All right. That joke is for a very specific group of people. All right. Um, I was, uh, I don't know how leading into this, but whatever. In high school, I had a pregnant sex ed teacher who taught us abstinence only. Um, not with her curriculum, just with how miserable she seemed. You know. All right. That's really what I'm going for is the O's. Uh, I, had a, I had a pregnancy scare recently um, and a rat infestation. And, and they're kind of the same thing, you know. It's like, ah, I don't want someone in my house eating all my food. But I had to go to CVS and get a pregnancy test, a glue trap, and some rat poison. So I feel like it kind of seemed like, I don't know if I'm going to be a father, but if I am, I'm ready. All right. Uh, do, do, do. Um... We're, I'm gonna skip some stuff. Oh, I think we're still at war. I don't know. I um, I don't know. My mom changed her Facebook profile picture away from blue and yellow, so I don't know what's happening in Ukraine. But um, she has this thing. She's super anti-war, and she has this thing. She always says when we're at war, she goes, "Josh, did you know that human beings are the only species in the world that kill each other for any reason other than food?" And I still can't tell if she's anti-war or pro-cannibalism. 
You know, like she'd be fine with everything if she was like, if it was a little less battlefield, a little more buffet, you know? Like she, she hates Putin. Jeffrey Dahmer though, eh, he cleared his plate. Um, I'm getting sick of all of these, like all these Netflix documentaries that are trying to convince us like how smart serial killers, like the Dahmer one. It's like, oh, he's so smart. He's the dude, like he literally just got away with every single murder by being like, ah, it's because I'm gay, and the cops were like, we don't know what to do with that. But, like, these these serial killers, they're not smart. I also don't like how we, like, refer to them by all these good things. Everyone's like, oh, Ted Bundy, he was such a good-looking, charismatic guy. Like, first of all, no, the dude's teeth were all fucked up. They literally caught him because of how bad his teeth were, so fuck that. But second of all, they're like, oh, he's so charismatic and smart. He was able to lure college girls back to his bed with him. Is that really the bar we're setting for being a genius serial killer? Is convincing a college girl to go back to your place? I lost my virginity to a college girl by telling her I had Dance Dance Revolution on PlayStation 2. All right? It's not that difficult. All right? And then I killed her. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Um, but no, I feel like we should, we should talk about these horrendous people by, like, the worst things about them. So not like, oh, Bundy, the charismatic. We should be like, oh, you know the serial killer with the, the shitty teeth? Or, like, um, you know the, the famous dude um, who failed art school? You, you know, like, if, you, if that guy was on the tip of your tongue and you really want to, like, get it out, like, I think that's the deciding factor. If you're like, hey, who's that guy who really hated Jews? You're going to have to be more specific. Who's that guy who really hated Jews with the mustache? Mel Gibson, Walt Disney. Oh. No, no, the guy who really hated Jews with the mustache who couldn't get into art school. Oh, Hitler. All right. Um, yeah, last one. Okay, I'm trying to be nicer in my everyday life to um, voice machine. I, don't, I need to figure out the word for that. You know when you're calling like Wells Fargo and it's like the automated person? I want to be nicer to them because I fully believe in the robo apocalypse. And I feel like in 15 years when it happens, I don't want to be getting canceled for being the guy who's like, I want to speak to a real human being. Do no, four, four. Fuck you! Like, I feel like that's the kind of shit that's gonna get me canceled. Um, also, I just, I have more on this, whatever. I wanna say, I wanna bring back Karens because I'm sick of these fucking 25% automatic service charges. Okay, we got rid of all the Karens, and now the restaurants think they can do whatever the fuck they want, okay? No, we need someone screaming at the manager. Bring back, not the racist ones, but the rest of the Karens, bring them back. All right, thanks for your time, guys. Josh Kosky, everyone! So likable, so edgy. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian. It's Dorian Trung. I uh, I recently signed a petition for uh, anti-bullying. And looking back on it now, I feel like it's kind of stupid. Because what is that nerd going to do? Show up to some 13-year-old's house with a list of names? And it was like... Better stop having fun. No, I signed I signed the petition because I, I like remember what it's like to get my ass beat by a bunch of eighth graders. You know, it was rough. Especially as a 35-year-old. And when you're getting beaten up for by kids, other people don't help. They just stand and watch and wonder. Like it's a beautiful sunset. Like a gift from God. But the whole time I, I was getting my ass kicked, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I know how I'll get them back. I'm going to fuck their moms. 
which is a ridiculous thing to think, you know what I mean? Like there are so many other things I could have done first, but no, that's what I had in my mind. Uh, turns out it was hard, a lot harder than I thought, so I settled for uh, fucking their dads and a uh, couple of uncles. <laughs> I, um, I, you guys hear that uh, UK prime minister quit after like six weeks on the job? No? Turns out the uh, UK is going to shit, and uh, so is Ukraine, I guess. But everything in the US is fine right now because we have uh, adult Happy Meals. That's right. Like a Big Mac is no longer good enough for me. Like, you know, that two juicy patties, that cheese, that secret clown jizz sauce. I need more than that. You know, now I need a plastic toy to go with it and, uh, you know, some decorative box that I could look at for 20 seconds and hand out to some homeless guy to put up as artwork. That's what I need now. I, uh, I was having a hard time to, I, have, I was having a hard time looking for a job, so I decided to lie on my resume and uh worked like a charm all i had to do was say i was bilingual and that's how i got my job at the public defender's office every time someone uh, that don't speak english comes to the office i just help them by uh, going on google translate simple enough right i go in there and i type i'm like if you ever come back i'm calling the cops they think i'm doing a great job i'm currently dating a white woman which I guess it's like the new American dream now since uh, buying a house is out of the question. I think like uh, I've never been more aware of like our cultural difference than when we sit down and she asks a waiter what kind of wine they have at a Chinese restaurant. I'm like, we just ordered everything on the menu for like $7. What makes you think they have good wine? Now I'm stand I'm like sitting there looking at some old Chinese guy trying to explain to her what $2 wine tastes like. He's like, oh, it has uh, hints of grape and uh, tastes like alcohol. And he looks at me like I'm, I could help him, you know? He's like expecting me to say some shit. And I'm like, I don't know. Just tell her the truth. It's just Kool-Aid and a shot of vodka. I, uh, I was a little nervous coming here, guys. So I, uh, I uh, you know, calmed myself down by having some period sex. That's right. I was a slave and uh, she was a soldier from the Civil War the south as you can imagine i think period sex is despicable that's my time thank you keep your hands clapping together for tori and trung hooray all right your next comedian he's been uh, coming around here for a couple weeks clap your hands wildly for eric lux eric i'm sorry ezra lux i can't even read Uh, this is good. This is like one seating rearrangement away from like a really good group therapy session. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do like the bad jokes I normally do because uh, something crazy happened. I don't know if you've ever been in one of the situations where like such a series of wild events happen that you just kind of go along with it. And then like you get home and, and you're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, I feel like I was like abducted by aliens. Um, anyway, so I have like the shittiest health insurance, so I called them because I hurt my foot walking down my own stairs because <laughs> I guess I'm like 80 and they were like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, no problem. Like, we'll try and get you a doctor's appointment. But our next availability is October 3rd. And I was like, that's not that bad. And then she was like, I'm not done yet. 2024. <laughs> and I was like, why even tell me that? 
Like, it would be better to just say, we don't have any appointments. <laughs> I won't have a foot by then. So she was like, and these are verbatim, like, what the lady on the phone sh said. She's like, well, we don't have any real doctors, but we can get, like, a medical student to just kind of try some stuff out. <laughs> Which is like, that's not the phrase that I want for, like, my medical procedure. <laughs> I don't want them to be treating my potential foot surgery like it's, like, some sort of... Uh, you know, fun fish jam band. Like, yeah, we're just going to kind of fuck some shit around in your foot. <laughs> anyway, so I went there, and they were like, yeah, go to this clinic. And it was like one step above a free clinic. It was in the North Beach. And I kid you not, it was in between a elementary school on one side, and then on the other side, a foot fetish strip club called Foot Fetiche. <laughs> and so I was like, that's good. I really salute the drunk city planner that let that one happen. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I went in there and in the waiting room, there was like, it was, you know, it was like pretty normal, except for there's like one sign that said, don't give birth on our floor with like a frowny face. <laughs> and I was like, that's good. And there was another one that was like, if you're going to inject drugs in here, go to the bathroom, <laughs> which I was like, okay, this is good. My heart rate is increasing. So I got a doctor or no, I actually didn't get a doctor. I got a medical student and he came out and I was like immediately more nervous because it looked like he just woke up and he was wearing like a medical coat that he had like buttoned incorrectly. Like the buttons were like on wrong. <laughs> so my heart rate is like increasing again and he's like, okay, so like what happened? And I'm embarrassed. I can't say what actually happened. So I'm just say skateboarding, snowboarding. And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, did you hurt something doing those activities? And I was like, no, I, I fucked my foot up walking downstairs. Sorry. <laughs> and so he was like, all right, what's, what's your problem? And I was like, I don't know. I think I might have like broken like my pinky toe or something. So he just starts Googling feet. Like he just opens the, the computer and just types in foot. <laughs> and he's like, Is, does it look like any of these feet? And I'm like, I can show it to you. Why are we doing this? <laughs> And then for the rest of the visit, I kid you not, he just was not paying attention to me and just scrolling through feet pictures on Google. <laughs> anyway, so he was like, this is all true, I'm sorry, but this is true. And so he was like, do you mind if I put on some music? So I was like, yeah, whatever, like this is already going really bad. <laughs> so he put on The Chronic by Dr. Dre in the doctor's office, and I was like, great album, great soundtrack for getting high and playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but like not great soundtrack for my possible surgery. <laughs> And again, heart rate increasing. So he's like, all right, we're gonna do a couple tests. We're gonna test your pulse. Oh, your pulse is very high. <laughs> Why is your pulse so high? And I'm like, because I'm not calm in this situation at all. And then so finally he's like, all right, this is like routine, but like, have you had sex in the last two weeks? I feel like he's just bullying me at this point. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> and he's like, hey, do you want some tips? And I was like, on how to, what? So he was like, all right, well, we're not going to need to do the AIDS test. And I was like, hey, fuck you. Maybe I, like, drink blood all day long. Why no? Why no AIDS test? So finally, he's like, yeah, we should probably do the AIDS test. And so then I got an AIDS test, and the guy doing the test said I had nice veins, which is a nice compliment. Anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Keep it going for Ezra Lux's nice veins, everyone. All right. Hey, which uh, which one? Which I can't remember who was signed up first. Denise or Kelly? You guys want a Rosham for it? Decide. Who wants it? Everybody, put, clap your hands together for Kelly Evans. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that Devontre always sounds like a chihuahua in heat when he's cheering. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> oh, shit. I knew it. I, no, my ex-girlfriend had a tiny chihuahua, and that's exactly the noise that it would make. Anyway, uh, also, this on that note, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, I believe, First of all, I just want to say I believe in reproductive rights uh, unless you're an animal. And then... <laughs> Then no, because it's gross. Have you seen animals? Like, we do it differently. We're always horny, or sometimes none of us are horny at all. Um, but, like, animals have, they go through heat. You know, <laughs> have you seen a dog in heat? Have you seen a, a, a dog in estrus? Uh, yeah, did, I hope you don't like your new carpet because it's fucked. It's going to get, it's just, it's just vagina swipes all day long. Anyway, it's fucking horrible. Just some neuter and spay your pets, people. All right. Anyway, uh, that's not why I wanted to get up here, but here we are. Uh, um, uh, I uh, I've been uh, reading a book uh, about positive thinking to achieve your goals. I don't think I'm gonna finish it, honestly. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> what else? <laughs> Holy shit! I was not prepared at all. Um, I've been, oh, here's one. So before I, I'm in a relationship now, I think everybody knows that. But, uh, before that I was lonely for a long time. And, uh, so I spent a lot of time trying to figure out like how to d date women and, uh, what they'd be into. And like over the last few years, um, true crime is like, it's huge now. Like all women love true crime. So been committing a lot of crime recently <laughs> and, uh, that's been fun. Mostly petty theft, but, uh, no, honestly, I've just been, I was watching, so much true crime to just like study up and i've learned uh women get murdered easily i mean you got to be tougher ladies seriously <laughs> anyway but like run faster stop running at night really i feel like that's the number one activity um but no the the thing i was watching this documentary and uh it's like about couples like theory like killer couples and have you ever been jealous of a psychopath? Because <laughs> I was like, how do they do it? You know, how do you find you can't put that on your Bumble profile? You know, I'm just saying I'm alone here in my living room and they're out there having a great time murdering people. Sure. But, you know, they're doing it together because of love. All right. That's not anything. Um, let's see. I, let's do the vaccine stuff because it's been on my mind a lot lately. I've been um, uh, talking to my cousin recently and he's, he's a QAnon person. So that's fun. You know, he's, he's the type of person that every time we talk, every conversation is about the vaccine. It's like, I'm trying to talk about other stuff and it just all, he loops it all the way back to the vaccine somehow. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I, uh, uh, I, I ate, I don't know what I ate, but I'm not feeling well. It's like probably the vaccine, you know, you took that vaccine. People aren't feeling good. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? He's like, no, nah, I've been watching. I've been seeing, you know, NFL player. They had to carry him off the field, the Detroit Lions, last week. I was like, and I looked it up, and it's like, yeah, because he got a fucking concussion. I was like, what the fuck are you talking? It's like, that is not COVID-related. It's not vaccine. He's like, everything's vaccine to him. He's like, well, you know, our cousin Johnny, he started losing all this weight after he took the vaccine, then his wife left. I was like, because he's on meth. He's taking meth. That's why that's happening. Fucking... Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, I, he got fired from Home Depot, so you know, which I guess is makes sense. Although, really, I mean, it's lumber. Who gives it? I mean, really, I think at this point, we're probably you're not gonna kill anybody. I mean, COVID's even not not even really that bad. But whatever, they fired him from that. I I can at least get that. You know, Jobs wants you to be safe. The thing I didn't get is like they stopped you from going to certain places. It got a little ridiculous. Because I knew it was pretty stupid at the point they were like. 
if you're not vaccinated, we can't let you in this Arby's. So it's like, <laughs> fucking Arby's? Are you serious? I think the side effects from eating Arby's are worse than getting the vaccine. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, thank you very much. We're getting COVID. Anyway, I fucked it up. Have a great night. Thank you. I'm Kelly. Give it up with Kelly Evans, everyone. Secretly loves Arby's. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Uh, so, so I like to I like to joke around with people off stage, but a lot of the times people don't know when I'm just kidding. Like I met a guy the other day, and he told me that he had just turned forty. And so to mess with him, I was like, whoa, what a coincidence. I also just turned 40. And he was like, holy shit, Asians really do age super well. He was like, you look amazing for 40. You don't look a day over 32. And I was like, I'm in my 20s. Thank you. Um, but I am in my 20s, but you can definitely tell I'm getting older because, like, when you look into my eyes, there's just no more hope or optimism anymore, and it's just kind of died a little bit. Uh, I do look pretty age ambiguous. Like, I went, I tried to go into a bar the other day, and I forgot to bring my ID, and the bouncer was like, well, I can't let you in because I can't tell for sure if you're over 21, and I was about to turn around and go home. But then I remembered I had my Costco membership card on me. So I showed it to him and he was like, oh, I did not realize you were an executive member. Please go on in. (laughs) Um, I I feel like I've gotten more pessimistic since I've moved to San Francisco. I know I'm more pessimistic now because I carry a jacket with me wherever I go. Like when I walk outside and I see the sun shining, I'm just like, oh, that will go away soon too. Um, but, uh, I, I lost a lot of weight when I moved to San Francisco and the first time I went home, one of my friends was like, oh my gosh, what's your secret to all that weight loss? And I was like, oh, it's super easy. All you got to do is just commit to being depressed for a very long time. I've been trying to be more open with people about experiencing depression. I called my mom the other day and I was like, hey, I've been feeling pretty depressed lately. And my mom was super sympathetic. She was like, yeah, if I were you, I would have lots of reasons to feel depressed too. And then she just started listing things. (laughs) She was like, your sister's way more successful than you. You're not married. You have no children. And I was like, oh, I wasn't thinking about those things at all. But now now I will. My mom suggested that I try and like be more optimistic and like reframe things, right? So the other night I was feeling sorry for myself per usual and I started crying. And then I was like, all right, let me try and like reframe things. So as I laid there crying, I Googled how many calories are burned from crying. Is crying a good ab workout? (laughs) 1.3 calories per minute, it is a good ab workout. And I was like, ah, who needs the gym when you have self-pity? That's fine. Um, Let's see. Uh, I'm pretty bad at cooking, but uh, I'm trying to get better. I found this recipe the other day online that was like uh, perfect salmon in under 20 minutes. So I followed this 20-minute recipe, and two hours later, I had managed to create a beautiful piece of shit (laughs) 
They said that it was a foolproof recipe, and I was I was fooled. Okay, thank you. Seriously, everyone. Next comedian. Keep your hands clapping, everybody, for Devontae Coleman. What's up? How y'all doing? Cool. Who said, who said, whoa. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. You like playing video games? You look like you stay outside all the time. You just get out of prison? You, you... You look way too in shape to be a gamer. I like playing video games too. I don't like being called a gamer though. That's like our N-word. It's actually worse because no one's ever called me a gamer as a term of endearment. And they usually use the hard R. Oh yeah, I got a lot of friends and we don't know how to compliment each other. We give each other compliments by being very disrespectful. It's uh, toxic. One of the homies came out to me the other day. He was like, damn, bro, you getting thick as fuck. I didn't like that as fuck part. I felt like that was excessive. Like, thick was already too much. You you could have just called me fat. Uh, yeah. So I've been thinking I need to lose weight, but it's it's not for vanity. Or it's not for my health. It's strictly for vanity because I like dating bigger women. And when you see a skinny guy dating a bigger woman, it's like he's being adventurous and she's accomplishing something. But me, when you see me on a date, it's just two big people on a date. It looks like we both settled. Cool. I, uh, I'm getting old. I'm getting old and way less athletic uh, mentally. Like I'm, I'm actually afraid of performing athletic feats in public. When was the last time you threw a football? Damn. <laughs> you don't like sports? Have you thrown a football recently? You, Ezra. All right, you was you was excited. I thought like, damn, you trying out or something? Well, I also haven't thrown a football in a long time. I don't know if I still got it. I was in the park recently and there was these kids playing catch and the football landed by my feet and I tried to do one of these. Just like slow movements. As if I was never there. They're like, yo, can you throw that football back? And my heart started racing. Cause what if I don't got it? What if I try to throw this football and it goes five feet? and it tumbles instead of spiraling. I was so scared to throw this football back, I thought about picking it up and walking it to him. Oh yeah, it's getting bad. I no longer have athletic aspirations. I don't remember the last time I ran or jumped in a dream. Yeah, all my dreams, I'm sitting down like I'm Professor X. I don't really know anything about superheroes. I don't know Professor X's powers. I just know walking is not on that list. <laughs> I, um, me and the homies, we always have these uh, conversations like, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And there's always something productive. Like, one of the homies said he would never be tired. No one else would want that. Like, unless you work in a factory, never tired is a terrible superpower. This is also a terrible joke, so I'm going to skip it. Uh, I guess I'm going to... When I moved to San Francisco, I found out that they have this thing called too much inclusion because I hired movers... And one of the movers they sent me was this old Asian lady with one arm. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever moved a couch before, but it usually helps to be a man. I'm Devontre Coleman.
Thank you for your time. Fun trick, Holman. Yay. Cool. I'm oof. This edible is just kicking my ass. Your next comedian. Keep your hands clapping for Newman Shake. Thanks. I'm in a lot. Um, I'm getting like really lonely. Yeah, like I've been taking scam likely calls in the hope that's the love of my life. Yeah, and they always ask me for like my social security number, but from a certain point of view, they're just trying to get to know me. And I think that's really romantic. Making, uh, I'm making changes to my dating life. Like I'm only dating white women now. Not because I like them more. I just feel like women of color already go through enough. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I. I <laughs> Another reason I'm only dating white women now is because I really like brunch. And I don't know if you know this, but to have an authentic brunch experience, you need a token white woman with you. Like the same way to have a token bar, same way to have like an authentic bard experience, you need a token public masturbator with you. Like that's how that works. Okay. First part of that joke works. That's nice to know. Um, I've been, I've been, I've, I'm learning a lot. Like I'm learning not to ask homeless people questions anymore. Like, I was walking home yesterday, and this guy asked me, this homeless guy asked me, he was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing good. How are you? And then he looked, like, way sadder, so that was not the right move. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like astrology is getting out of hand. Like, my friend, she got a DUI recently, and her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're an alcoholic, Jan. Like, I don't know what sign that is, but it can't be a good one. I feel like we're getting to a point where, like, astrology is going to be, like, a legal defense. Like, there are going to be lawyers in court. Like, you know what? My client killed eight people, but he's a fire sign. Mercury's in retrograde. That's just what happens, you know? I feel like, I feel like the Apple screen time feature, that's a weird feature. Because it's a feature that makes you feel bad about using their product too much. Like, no other company can get away with that. Like, McDonald's can't have a feature where they're like, if you come to us more than three times a week... We're going to call you a fat fuck, you know, like that's not something that happens. I, um, see what else? I have a weird relationship with my parents right now. Like I can't share what makes me happy with them anymore. Because like, I don't know, I'm a weird stage in my life. Like I can go to my mom and be like, I'm having a really good week. Because I did Molly last night and didn't lose my car keys, you know, like that's not a real thing. Yeah, I think my mom's going to outlive me actually because... Um, my mom doesn't smoke or drink or have fun. And I'm like one parking ticket away from doing crack. You know, like that's where I'm at. I, I also got a weird relationship with my dad. Like my dad got mad at me once. He's like, Newman, I'm really disappointed that you're not 5'11". And I'm 5'10". And he's 5'8". So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Also, my mom, she had me when she was 20. And I realized that's going to cause a lot of problems down the line. Like, I can't put my mom in a nursing home. Because I'm just going to see her there in, like, 10 years. It's going to be so weird. Uh, I don't know. They're getting rid of abortion. That sucks. And I think if they are going to get rid of abortion, I think they should also get rid of child labor laws. Like, if they're going to force a woman to have a kid, I think she should get her money's worth. You know what I mean? Like, put that mistake in the factory where it belongs. All right. Goodbye, guys. Just too much to take
New and shake, everyone. Uh, okay, your next comedian. <laughs> I'm. It's hard tonight, you guys. I don't usually eat a whole edible, and it just it tasted so good I couldn't stop, and so it's rough. Have a good show tonight. Put your hands together, everybody, for Lorenzo. Hey, everyone. Wait, can you hear me? Yeah. In the latest episode of Lorenzo's Adventures as a Data Scientist, this week I think I finally figured out why gay guys hit on me. Okay, okay, okay. Correction, correction. I don't mean all gay guys hit on me, okay? I'm specifically talking about the random dudes who just DM me on Instagram whenever I share pictures of my workout. But before I make fun of gay men's porn preferences, let me prove to you that I'm an ally. This is why I'm not punching down. So let me prove to you once and for all that gay men have big dick energy, okay? So I found out a couple of weeks ago that data scientists have compiled a data set of all male porn stars and categorized them as either gay or heterosexual, okay? And then they did something very simple. They compared what is the average penis size of the gay male porn star versus the heterosexual porn star. And it's just half an inch bigger, okay? So I think this debate is finally settled. Gay men have big dick energy, okay? So now that I've proven that I'm an ally, right? Let me, let me tell you what I realized this week. So this week I, I learned that straight guys is one of the top five searches of gay porn worldwide, okay? That's when I realized, like, okay, so that's why every time I share a picture of my workout on Instagram, I get these random dudes saying, like, yo, Lorenzo, um, can you please send me some pictures of yourself? I kind of want to see these gains for myself. And I'm literally like, whoa, this is so random. So I turned to a gay friend of mine, you know, explained the situation, and I was like, is it just um, they're tapping into some sort of subconscious fantasy of, like, you know, turning me, you know, uh, away from being straight? Uh, and he explains to me, actually, like, the deep problems within the gay community of finding tops. Right? Um, I actually ended up looking at the data from Grindr. So the ratio of bottoms to tops is seven to one. Outside of San Francisco. Obviously, San Francisco, there are enough tops to go around when it comes to the gay community. But in the rest of the world, right, that's a pretty big issue. And that's what happened. I realized, oh my god, I thought gay men were having the time of their life when it comes to their sex life. And instead, they're stuck in this seven to one ratio. Oh my god, they're so desperate that he start fantasizing about maybe, maybe converting a heterosexual guy into a top just for one night. And that's when I realized, okay, that's, uh, that's actually what's going on. Like, that's the reason why these random dudes just DM me on Instagram. But when I explain this to my female friends, they're like, Lorenzo, what are you complaining about? Guys ask you to send you pictures of their gains. Like, I get random dick pics on my Instagram. That's what one of my female friends explained to me. And I was like, I guess that's right. I, I have no right to complain about unsolicited, you know, sexual advances. In some, in some ways, I guess, um, I should take pride in it. I should be flattered of getting this kind of attention. I just wish, you know, because the pattern is very clear. Whenever I share a picture of a workout that I go to the gym, I just get dudes DMing me. When I share a picture of me doing yoga, I get random girls DMing me. But the ratio is very much, not even 7 to 1, it's like 10 to 1. Um, but yeah, like that's, what, that's when it hit me this week. I was like, okay, you know what? Like I just need to kind of move on and realize that like there's a whole different world out there that I'm just not considering half the time. And that's why I'm still gonna share the pictures on Instagram. I'm just like gonna be a little bit more careful about the kind of quotes that I share alongside the workout. Thanks everyone. Lorenzo, everybody, yay. 
All right, have fun, everybody, tonight. Good luck and stuff, whatever you're doing. All right, more comedians going up. Put your hands together for Brendan Pineda. I'll just practice some jokes here, but I'm um, actually gay, and there are no tops here in San Francisco. So, just so you can point it out there, very much a bottom. Whenever I hear the lyrics face down, ass up, I'm just like, I feel seen. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm Brandon J. Leonardo. My um, astrological sign is under construction. Yeah, it's that's what apparently that's what September is. Uh, my sun is detour. And it's like that one, but it's that one detour sign that you take, but it doesn't really give you another detour sign. It just like makes you go in a random direction. So you have to put your address on ways to get to where you're going. So that's my son. And my rising is men working. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I put my birthday and time of date into the website and that's where the information pops up. It's in the stars. Well, let's go back to that men working sign. It's so stupid. That men working sign is so stupid. It's not a secret that construction is a male-dominated industry. It's not. It's like going into an aquarium and seeing a sign that says fish swimming. You know, It's really sad, especially for the fish and the women, because fish belong in the ocean and women belong everywhere. But no, it's a man's world, a man with no gills. So, But going back to that men working sign, oh, it's so dumb. I just wish they were working on something important. You know, it's like, I wish we, whenever we'd see that sign to be like men working on their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a men's support group. It's, you know, because of course it has to be taking place at a construction site because, you know, men feel very vulnerable at construction site. They'll see a band sound be like, huh, my father never hugged me. Like, yeah. Like, and I don't know where I'm going along with this. Hi. It's so nice to see y'all. <laughs> All these like, this audience, it's so great. It's so wonderful. <laughs> I'm like hearing the laughs of ghosts, but um, going back to that men working sign, um, it's like whenever we see that sign, I'd imagine it was just like, oh, today's topic is rejection. Yeah, we need to close two lanes and the shoulder. Yeah, we need, like it's, it's a hazardous position. You know, bring your hard hats, especially civilians. It's gonna get messy. Um, hi, how you doing? Welcome in. Yeah, we're just doing comedy to an empty room. It's great. <laughs> it's a great medium. <laughs> you know, comedy is great when no one's laughing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm gay. I shit a lot on men in my comedy. It's not because I hate men. It's, in fact, I'm actually attracted to them, sadly. Um, if it was a choice, I wouldn't be attracted to men. And it's not to say that I hate myself for being gay no i love being queer i learned so much about patriarchy and feelings and xyz um i have other reasons to hate myself it's just it's just the men part that that gets me you know it's like men are terrible we all know this and you know how much it sucks to be attracted to the thing that you can't trust yeah <laughs> like i'm pretty sure straight women and gay men are just like yeah lesbians are usually like we share our emotions and we know where the clitoris is <laughs> unrelatable Straight men are just like, they don't trust us? Hmm. Well, if they don't trust us, we're not gonna trust them. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Keep your hands clapping for Brandon, everyone. Yay. Um, so there's like two people in front of you, Ian, so I'm gonna do some jokes and then, and then yay.
I am accidentally so high, you guys. I mean, I ate the entire. It was tasted so good. This blueberry cake that I made with the ice, the, and I just couldn't stop eating it. And now I'm like transported to another dimension. It's fucking nuts. I am accidentally super, super high, uh, which leads me to my accidental set. So I'm the smartest person alive or the dumbest person alive. It's hard to tell. But I have two accidental gang tattoos. How is that possible, you ask, that you have two and accidental gang tattoos? So when I was 19, I was a theater major in college, and I got one of my first tattoos on the back of my neck, and it's, it's the ancient symbol of Greek comedy and tragedy. And, and so I had to hide it, you know? And, I, and then I became a teacher, and I was teaching at Ocean Shores Continuation High School. And one of my kids came up, and my hair was up, and they were like, oh, Benjamin. Smell now, cry later, essay. Like, if anyone ever keys your car, we got your back. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, what are you saying? And they're like, smile now, cry later. Like, it's the Norteño tattoo. I'm like, the what? He's like, the Norteños. The, the Norteños are, are a Mexican gang. <laughs> and I got their gang tattoo on my neck. <laughs> it's a traditional place to get gang tattoos. So my second accidental gang tattoo is here, um, I used, I've written a couple novels that have been published and my fiction is very, it's pregnant with semicolons. I just, it's my favorite punctuation. So I got this and a couple of years after getting it, I realized that getting a tattoo of a semicolon is the symbol for suicide awareness. And I got it on my wrist. <laughs> I have a gang tattoo on my neck. I have a, so, my very first tattoo is down here on my ankle, and it's a cross, but that was on purpose because, you know, it's a cult. <laughs> my favorite Bible verse is Leviticus 20.12, which is, if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. Ah, I love to be stoned. So everything I know about feminism I learned from reading the Bible, like accidentally, right? I was like, ah, the book of Esther. Jesus, she saved the whole Jewish people, the Purim thing. How did she do it? Wow. Was she clever? Was she gr great order? Like super at sports? Nay. She had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. <laughs> Her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther. So Mordecai, her uncle, could basically like s accidentally sex traffic her <laughs> to the king of another country. <laughs> it's crazy. It was the first accidental sex trafficking, but she saved the entire Jewish people. Feminism. Yeah, amen, right? So there was a, another accidental feminist, Marx. I don't know if you know about this. Karl Marx talked about labor and about valuing the means of production. And when women go through labor, we're literally the means of production. They're like, come on, Marx was right on board. He's like, women are important. Another accidental feminist, Shakespeare. What? The witches at the beginning of Macbeth, double, double, toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble. Holy shit, he knew so much about menopause. I can't believe it. The witches are telling the truth. In the 1500s, the witches are there. I'm so sweaty at night. I'm so wet. I can put an egg in my crotch cauldron. And in the morning, I pull it out, and it's soft-boiled. I can leave it in there till lunch, make a deviled egg, need a little mayonnaise.
<laughs> Accidental lunchtime. Uh, uh, witches, they were demonized in the 1500s, just burned at the stake. Just their land taken. Why? What, what, what did they do? They just, they wanted to live away and bake and with their cats and read books. Dear God. They just didn't want any roommates. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Was, oh, how dare they not be roommates with a guy? That's crazy. How good you came back. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, I didn't. I don't want to. I won't finish it just because I'm. I'm so high right now. Like I. I seriously am accidentally. I ate this whole edible and I. I was just. That was just a. A terrible idea. Um. Let's see. Strong closer, Benjamin. Uh, my clit is so big, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. All right. Sweet. We're going to bring up your next comedian right now, everybody. Put your hands together for Ian Langland. Keep it going for Pam's egg pussy. That was good. You missed that part. That, that wasn't just out of nowhere. That was what she talked about. I'm not going insane. What's up, Mutiny? This is a good packed out crowd. Every, I see everybody made it. You guys all got my text. It's good. My, my parents said they were going to be here. I reserved these spots for them. I think they're finding parking, so we'll wait for them. I'm kidding. I uh, I live in San Francisco. I love this city. I love it a lot. I feel like I'm getting more progressive. I'm growing as a person. It's great. I live with two lesbians. <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, I live with two lesbians. It's true. I'm not, it's not a joke. I do live with two lesbians. One of them is my sister, and the other one is a DVD box set of Ellen Season 3, but I'm going to count it. I'm going to round up on that one. But it's cool. I like it. You know, I'm, I'm learning about a perspective that isn't mine. I'm growing as a person. Uh, I'm Like my sister, she sees the world very differently, and I'm learning about that. Like I learned this cool thing about lesbians. I don't know if you guys know this, but they're really mean to their younger brothers. So... I, is there, are they all like that? Because she's really mean to me. <laughs> and it's hard because it's her and her girlfriend. And I can't win any argument because that's a hate crime. So I got to just kind of lie down and take it, you know? I just got to let them win. But it's cool, you know? They make most of the decisions in the house, which is fine. I'm outnumbered. It's cool. But we got a cat recently, which I love cats. Any cat fans in the house? Pam, you like cats? <laughs> I like cats. I love cats. We got a cat. It was great. And then six months later, we got another cat, which I felt was a little excessive. And then I was like, oh, yeah, they love pussy. So now they're just ramping it up a little bit. I get it. It, it is a bummer that me and my sister fight so much. You know, it's mostly about house stuff. Because it's like we have so much in common, really. The straight man and the lesbian woman have so much. They don't, we don't have, like, the gay man <laughs> and the uh, straight woman get along great. I don't know why we can't just have some kind of symbiosis on the other side of the yin and the yang. I don't know. It's not really a joke there, but I was just thinking about that. It's interesting. Why Why aren't we, fr and maybe because we're the reason for all of their problems, so they don't like us, which is kind of fair. I'll give them a pass on that. That's good. Um, what else was there on that one? I, uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll do a new one. I, um, 
I'm getting tired of of all the robots in San Francisco. I feel like there are too many. Have you guys noticed there's been an uptick in robots everywhere? You see the self-driving cars everywhere? I almost got hit by a Waymo, so now I have this manu- manifesto against fucking robots. I hate robots. I was walking down the street the other day, and there was a six-foot-tall robot on the street. It was on wheels, It was, and it really pissed me off, and I don't know why. There was something about this robot that really ticked me off, so I looked up what the purpose of it was, and, and it's made to deter homeless people. Isn't, that's, isn't that fucking insane? Dude, capitalism has gotten so bad that we've automated harassment. That's wild. That's a real... Th- I, I'm not making that up. That's the purpose of this thing. And it's not, you know it's not, like, positive. Like, it doesn't deter homelessness as an issue. You know, it's not like it's, like, a social worker on wheels. He goes up to the homeless people. It's like, you look like you are in need of help. Here is a resume template and jobs hiring in the area. Good luck. You don't like that. <laughs> this is good. This is. Th- I'm quitting after this, so this is gonna be fine. That's what it was. I didn't make. I didn't make the robot. That's the purpose of it. It's wild. What it actually does is, is it scans areas for homeless encampments and it reports it to the police. I, that's that's really strange to me. I, I guess the, the social anxiety of techies is so bad that they've created a robot to call the police rather than just doing it themselves. That's, that's kind of like if you programmed your Alexa to tell your landlord to tell your roommate to, to do, take out the trash, you know? It's kind of like that line of logic. All right, well, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Give it up for Ian Langland and Cyan! All right. Did Clown Wars again? No. Put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Candy B. Steele. Um, hi. This is... Oh, hey, thanks. Hi. This is my first time doing this. And it's not. That's a lie. But I... I say that every night because it's going to get really, my husband hates it, but it's going to get really funny when I have my Netflix special and I'm like, this is my first time doing this. Like, well, that'll be funny, right? Because they'll be like, no, it's not. <laughs> you have a Netflix special. Okay, fuck. My husband's right. It's not funny. Um, this is my first time doing this. The real first time I did this was with Pam, who we all know is great. You can say Pam's name and everybody will clap. Pam. <laughs> See? Magic. And um, the reason I'm still here doing this, this is my fourth time, the reason I'm still here is really, really because of Pam. Pam, is it okay if I just do a whole set about you? It's going to be, I think it's going to be good. But you can tell me afterwards. Pam is in charge of everything. Um, I just want to tell jokes about Pam. I'm reading my notes. (laughs) This is what my notes say. I just want to tell jokes about Pam. The first night I did this, she laughed at me one single time that I recall, and um, I was like, that's it. I am now a professional comedian. Pam is clearly in charge. I just needed one laugh from her, and um, I'm done. I quit my day job. I actually sort of did quit my day job, but I'm on short-term disability leave because I have mania. But I'm not supposed to talk about the mania. I'm going to do jokes that aren't about my mental health today. They're all about Pam. Okay, so she laughed at me that one night. And then the next night, I came here to Mutiny Radio. Woo! Oh, I'm not supposed to woo into the mic. That's not how it works. Okay. I came to Mutiny Radio 
And I don't know that Pam laughed at me during that second set, but this is what I do recall. I came after, after I did my second set the first time on the radio, Pam's response was in between was, um, it only gets easier, so, so come back and try again. <laughs> and, and like, I wanna be clear to everybody that Pam literally doesn't know me. I've introduced myself to her. This is not her fault. It's because, I've, it's because we've had exchanged a total of eight words in our life long, long friendship together. <laughs> but um, so, so she wasn't, really wasn't being rude. This is all in my head. I was like, okay, Pam thinks I need to work harder at being a stand-up comedian. So I came to my third set with Pam because I only go to sets that are run by Pam. And you know what she did? She still didn't know my name. Um, and she was like, oh yeah, what's your name again? Yeah, I'll put you on the wait list, even though I had already paid. But I was doing it wrong. It wasn't her fault. Then she did a hilarious four-minute set and walked out the door because there was some fucking guest host. Anthony, you were actually great. I'm not talking shit about you. You're great. Um, but I was like, oh, God, I still don't have the affirmation that I need from Pam. Oh, God, I come back. And so that's why I'm here, Pam. I'm never, don't give it to me. Oh, that Pam's, Pam's like 60 seconds more of this shit. Damn it. Okay. Um, what I, I, I've got to get to some of the jokes. My husband says the key to comedy is the punchlines, which I, I forget because I have short-term memory loss. I mentioned that, right? The mania? Okay. But it's okay for me to be out of the house because my friend Carolina is my chaperone. She found out I had mania 30 minutes ago and I was like, you're in charge of me tonight. I want to tell you guys why Pam is funnier than all of us. And that's because Pam has an abundance mindset when it comes to laughter. And she, this is why she's the best host, and I'm only going to be on Mutiny Radio <laughs> forever, <laughs> because, um, unless Pam takes me with her somewhere, because she makes us funnier. And she doesn't, there's a lot of men sometimes who come here, and I'm not like trying to be like that gender comic or anything, but like, I feel like a lot of the men feel like there is a limited, laughter is a limited resource. And if you guys laugh too hard at my jokes, there won't be enough laughter left for your jokes, and so you keep the laughs inside. And Pam has never exhibited that to anyone. Pam laughs at all the jokes because she knows it makes her funnier. And the funnier I am, the funnier you are, and the funnier you are, the louder I'm gonna laugh at your jokes. Thank you, Pam, for being the best. Keep it going for Candace B. Steele. She was pamdering. Yes, that's what, I think that's what that's called. I'll try. I'll try to remember. You gotta give. You gotta forgive me for tonight, because I, I, I seriously am on like 60 milligrams of, of weed, and this, and I'm just like, like I, I can barely see. Oh, is that what? Is that what? Is that what you get? Uh, hey, your next comedian. Well, you get your next comedian on stage. That's a surprise. Put your hands together for Jason King. Yay! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Give it up for ourselves, guys. We're doing the work. We're doing the work. All right, cool. I um, let's see. It's you, you know you're right. Comedians are very stingy with laughs. You know that's just that's what they are. But that's why we do these because if it works here, then it'll work everywhere. You know. So uh, I give it up for Candace one more time, everybody. Yeah, my uh, well, my my sister has a lot of manic episodes, um, and uh, she actually went to a psychiatric ward uh, recently. And when you go to a psychiatric ward, they like there's like certain things you're not allowed to bring, um, 
and I and and they're always like things like you wouldn't ever imagine are dangerous, you know, like shoestrings and and stuff like that. But it, I just kind of think about it. And I'm like, it must have been really like bad to be the first guy to figure out that things are dangerous, you know. <laughs> Right, you're in a psychiatric ward, you just come out bleeding. It's like they stabbed me with a crayon. <laughs> um, I uh I recently did my first festival, performed my first festival. It was like a very hippie festival. Um, but and without warning I had to perform for a crowd of naked people. Yeah. Uh it was it was interesting. Yeah, you know. Because uh, they tell you to imagine people with their clothes off, but it doesn't it doesn't really work when they're confident. <laughs> You know, there's just a sassy dude with a l- swinging his long dick in front of me, you know, just like, make me laugh, funny man, yeah. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing is, like, I, I think, like, you tell a joke and you expect, you know, people don't laugh, you know it doesn't work, right? But uh, I told a joke and this dude got a boner and I was like, that's a good joke. <laughs> you know, if he came, that would have been an applause break. Yeah. There's, there's no feeling in the world like telling a pun and then watching a grown man go, oh, <laughs> oh, I felt that joke in my balls. <laughs> I might be a laugh-o-sexual. <laughs> no. Oh, cool. Um, I agree. I, uh, I, I've been seeing a lot of videos where they like give ha- haircuts to homeless people. Um, those are cool. Uh, but I, I hope that they also like give them a new change of clothes, you know? Because I imagine you wouldn't feel much better if your hair was cut, but you're, you're still shit in your pants, you know. <laughs> you know the, that would not help at all. I um, let's see. I was recently on a date, and this this uh, girl asked me if I was a fuck boy, and uh, my response was, "I wish," which is the worst response. Because not only does it say you have bad intentions. <laughs> But it also says you also have no options. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I, I feel like people should stop sending emojis if they don't want to have sex. You know, like let's just stop doing that. All right, like, cause, like, 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 I'll never like text one of my guy friends and be like, "See you soon, winky face." You know. Like, if there's no intention, just let's let's stop doing that, you know? Like, I'm tired of, like, getting a suggestive text and then showing up to the club or the bar, like, pube-free, you know? And then, and then, I, and then I get met with a fist bump, you know? Or, or, or one, of those, uh, one of those wiggly hugs. You know what I mean? Have we got one of those wiggly hugs, like, where you, as soon as you get the hug, like, you know it's a platonic relationship? You know, like, you get there and, like, you're like, oh, this is gonna, you know, I might have sex. And then she's like, oh, my God, Jason! <laughs> not having sex that night all right cool uh i was gonna do one aggressive joke but i the, the energy in this room feels too nice i can't do it i'll see you guys some peace and out yay jason king we won't get aggressive are you hey ian are you going to lord of the zings oh oh you were going to slate okay oh, okay gotcha i was just checking no, Lord of the Zings is in the other direction, but it um, there'll be more people there. I mean, it'll yeah. It just I just was wondering because I know you have a car. Um, it's Chris Crone runs it every other week or once a month, 
and it's at the knockout on Mission. And it's it's really good. It's right across from like the El Rio, right where Valencia meets in with um, Mission. And it's always a really good show. Wow, I'm so high. Like words, like I can see words like coming out of my mouth like fucking Alice in Wonderland, like that weird caterpillar thing. Like, ooh, like the letters are all like floating in front of me, like little spells, like little spelling words, spell the spells, like whoa. Fucking witchcraft. Okay, you're Kyle Morrissey didn't chew up. And then the bummer, bummer, boop, boop is that number 18 is Gnome Osband, but we have no 16, 17, um, which means, I mean, I kind of want to hold a little bit for fucking if those guys come, but I also kind of don't because I sort of want to go to fucking to knockout, you know? Uh, I feel bad about Gnome because he signed up 18th and usually that would be like around, I mean, it's 712. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll start, I'll put on a song. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to put on a song and we're going to give them, I'm going to put on a song and then it might or might, it might be over or you can, it might, there might be two comedians left after it. We'll see. Stay tuned. Mutiny Radio. FM and .sf. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. This is this has been a lot of fun, fun happy hour. I love it when it lasts just over an hour. Like, I don't want to fucking be here the whole night either, you know what I mean? Like, I want to go to the knockout and, you know, have a beer. Uh, cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here. And maybe there'll be another comedian, and maybe there won't. But I'll be their audience if they're here, because I still have to pee so badly. We're down here every Monday and Friday at 6 and there's all kinds of other shows. Check us out online at mutinyradio.fm. If you want to give us money, it's at Mutiny Radio at Venmo. And thank you so much for doing that because, yay, money. Money is good. Money is bad. But, I mean, just because I'm a socialist. I mean, I still have to live in the fucking richest city in the world. So, like, I need the money and I hate asking for the money. I feel like I'm begging you for the money. But I'm kind of begging you for the money a little bit, but not. But I kind of am. But whatever you can do. If, I mean, if you work for Google or whatever, you can do whatever you want with your money. And you're probably paying your housekeeper like a lot of money, which is great. You should totally value your housekeeper. <laughs> you should. You should tip her. No, I'm saying it's like Christmas is coming up. Like fucking buy her a present or something, your housekeeper. But I'm sure you pay her a lot of money. Okay, everybody have a nice night, and we'll see what happens in a few minutes. Bye.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Full haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his timesheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase, the taste of wild boar's blood.
I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. And I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good to see you. I am a total Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah, I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sandrowrider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Promotions go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022, the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madame Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Mutiny Radio 
28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you or livable city who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have a bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there. The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. small, they shouldn't fight at all down there. Upon that little sphere Their time is short A life is just a day You'd think they'd find a way To use the time that runs Among the distant Time is short, a life is just a day, must be some better way to use the time that runs among the distant sun. From way up here. 
just a ball, a precious little ball, so small. Black, black plastic new new radio dot FM. But taking the easy way out. I got a good reason. But taking the easy way out. It was a day trip. One way to get back. It took me so
shark bite with his teeth dig scarlet billows start to spread shows no colors but it leaves you just as dead Grantium 90 leaves no clue dear it's not like a little mite if the baby is deformed dear you just blame the other side strontium 90 leaves no trace dear no one knows who gets the knife you can always say that background radiation took the life in your milk on Monday morning comes an extra little kick. Well, the taste is just the same, dear, but the Geiger counters click.
Once by the Pacific, the shattered water made a misty din. Great waves looked over others coming in and thought of doing something to the shore that water never did to land before. The clouds were low and hairy in the skies, like rocks blown forward in the gleam of eyes. You could not tell, and yet it looked as if the shore was lucky in being back by cliff been being backed by continent and we stayed. Once by the Pacific, the shattered water made a misty din. Great waves looked over others coming in and thought of doing something to the shore that water never did to land before. Clouds were low and hairy in the skies, like rocks blown forward in the gleam of eyes. You met a point on stone. It is almost the year 2000. To start the world rolled, we had one age of gold, not labored out of mines. And some say there are signs, the second such has come, the true millennium, the final golden blow to end it. And if so, science ought to know, 